and welcome back to another episode of Etox Off the Record Podcast. I'm Lainey, I'm here with Danielle. Today, what else are we gonna talk about? It's the Emmys wrap up. Remember what we say here is off the record. All right, Danielle, I feel like you are our team's Emmys expert because you have been to, I don't know how many Emmys. I've been to a few and every time I think about the Emmys, I think about the heat. This is heat like I've mm -hmm. never experienced in my life. The last Emmys I covered, someone was taken away by paramedics on a stretcher from yes. passing out from the heat. So my point of reference for Emmys is heat and how that heat plays into your fashion choice. Yes. Because it's, it's always this weekend in September, which is typically a very hot weekend in LA, and it is a heat like no other. So, well, the reason I wanted to open with that is because it wasn't just hot, but they were like under this tent, yes. as Seth Rogen called out, right? So it was supposed to be an open air situation. For some reason, they sealed the tent. Word is it's because of ambient sound that comes from all these helicopters. It's yep. nonstop helicopters in LA, by it the way. Is. So oh, like for the production value, they chose to tent the situation, but it means that everybody's extra moist. I know you love that uh. word. <laughs> No one likes that word. <laughs> Ew. So, yeah, you're right. I think it affected the fashion choices, but I also think it affected, like, some hair went flat. Some hair went flat. In addition to all the COVID concerns. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But also, by design, a tent is a hot place to be. Think about if you're camping when the sun hits your tent at 6 in the morning. Uh -huh. I know it's been a minute since you've been camping. Uh, but it's, never. it's an inferno in there. And then there was a lot of criticism about the masklessness. Yes. In an indoor yes. space, it was an indoor space. Listen, we are not epidemiologists, so no. perhaps we should leave the yes. COVID, uh, <laughs> the COVID assessment and protocol worries for someone else. Let's stick to our expertise, yes. which is television's biggest night. Mm -hmm. Let's start on the award side. Okay, I think we we want to talk about because one of the big trending topics coming out of the Emmys 2021 was Emmy so white. Yeah, we've seen it at the Oscars. This was on an unprecedented year for Emmy nominees, diverse Emmy nominees, but then when it came to actually passing out the trophies. Yeah, what happened? What happened? What happened? And that's what everyone was asking on social media when all of the major wins and all the major categories went to white people. Mm -hmm. What did happen? I think what did happen was we have proof that people only watch The Crown. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which, hey, we watch The Crown too. Love The Crown. I think that The Crown was such a story in terms of it's the one show everybody had to watch, not only because of the content in season four, which is the big Charles and Diana thing, but then that was happening concurrently with Yes. With Harry and Meghan. Exactly. Yeah. It just dovetailed so yeah. perfectly. Yeah. And then they didn't watch anything else. Maybe it's a generational thing. Like everybody I know from my parents, aunts, uncles, myself, and younger relatives and friends, yeah. everybody watches the show. So is that it? It's just a, like everybody's watching as opposed Perhaps. to shows that like my parents don't watch Ted Lasso or. Sorry. Well, with all due respect though, to your parents and aunts and uncles, they're not Academy voters. That's true. Right? The Academy voters are supposed to be the, like the actual insiders and the purveyors of prestige television. You can't just watch one show. No. Otherwise, we should be part of the Academy. I mean, why, <laughs> I don't know why we aren't yet, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Emmy's so white. The real thing and really disappointing, obviously. 
across the board and the outrage is fair and it's valid. And then there was some people who put forth the argument that, well, the Creative Arts Emmys had a really diverse group of winners. And to that you say? Why weren't they on the main night? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the night that nobody watches, so. You know what really choked me, and I know you have my back on this, is in the supporting actor category for drama series, Tobias Menzies won for his performance as Prince Philip. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's be honest. The Crown season four, Tobias Menzies and Prince Philip was not a standout. Like, who no. remembers? I didn't until last night, to be honest with right? you. Yeah, Over I forgot. Michael K. Williams. No, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. how you know people just went down the ballot and they were like, oh, The Crown, British Royal Family, I'll just check this box. Right, and also, you know, one of those shows that has, it didn't break all records for production money mm -hmm. spent. So yeah. people are just like, oh, it's got to be The Crown. They spent all this money. It's, yeah. It has all this acclaim. People, you know, cannot wait for a new season to drop. So yeah. yes, 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 Crown, Crown, Crown. I mean, listen, maybe we should be Academy members. I don't know. <laughs> like this could be an audition for that. <laughs> I will say, though, it is Netflix's first major, no, first series win at the Emmys. Netflix has never won. Ah, okay. So it is a big moment for Netflix, but it's also convenient because if you think about the big shows, Netflix released The Crown during the reign of Game of Thrones. Then Game of Thrones ended, and then came the reign of Succession. Right. Succession's on a break. So... I'm wondering what happens next Emmys when the Crown and Succession have to go, go head, head to head. head. Matchman. Yeah, look to that. That's a tough one. I, I love both. I mean, I was not a Game of Thrones fan, no, as you no. know. Yes, we all do. Yes, I will go to my grave having never watched it. <laughs> but Succession and the Crown, woo. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's going to be interesting. Okay, good. So let's talk about other show moments that you enjoyed or didn't. Yes. Obviously, I loved Michaela Cole's speech. Yeah. I think that was maybe the biggest moment for me, mm -hmm. the biggest takeaway or the thing I was thinking about afterwards, which then I guess is the, was the most impactful. You know, you got me obsessed with I May Destroy You, and yeah. that show was one of my favorite shows of the year. And she is just beyond all words talented. Mm -hmm. And for her to come up there... At, you know, as a first-time Emmy winner, and not gush and thank all kinds of people and pretend like she was surprised at the win, or, you know, it was just composed with this really meaningful message about, I loved the, you know, don't be so visible, take a step yeah. away, reflect, and then see. Put a pause on the thirst. Put a pause on the thirst. And, and then it also, it, it spoke to, like, the, the chasing mm -hmm. of scrolling and chasing and looking and feeling like you have to put yourself out there. She's like, just don't. You don't yeah. have to do that. And if Michaela Cole is speaking to the generation of people that are running Running their lives like that, I hope everyone's listening to what she's saying. What did you think of Cedric the Entertainer as host? I thought he had some okay funny moments. Yeah. I thought some of it was not so funny. <laughs> Is that awful? Too many bits, maybe? A little bit bitty. Yeah. A bit too bitty. I thought he looked great. I really did like that opening just a friend bit. Yeah. Even though it felt like your aunt and uncle's dancing at a wedding to YMCA. I, I enjoyed watching. It was fun. You're right. It, it sparked some joy and some yeah. fun. COVID issues aside, I get it. No one was wearing a mask and there was, like, no yeah. fresh air. Yeah. That said, in terms of, like, television entertainment, I was entertained. I would say that. And listen, the hosts always get shredded the next yeah. day. It's not an easy job. Don't we know it? I mean, if anyone ever asked me to host anything like that, I would have to decline <laughs> out of sheer fear for being destroyed the next yeah. day, yeah. right? There's only so much you can do within mm -hmm. that framework, right? Yep. Come on, introduce, make a little joke, yeah. poke fun at somebody, you know, who yeah. hits it out of the park every time? I don't know, like Ricky Gervais maybe? 
<laughs> Even Matt, he takes heat, so I don't know. I'd rather Cedric than whatever was going on with the Queen's Gambit team. I know. Two different dudes were embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> so the first dude, the showrunner, so he refuses to get off the stage. Mm -hmm. And typically people I feel watching online feel bad for the winners who get played off. Nobody had sympathy for him. None. He was so belligerent and arrogant. Like yes. everything he had to say was, and part of what he was saying was gross. Yeah, it was all kinds of wrong. And I mean, it was so full of self-importance, mm. you know? Yes. It's not the moment for that. No, no. Yeah, I hope he has a shred of embarrassment. And I wouldn't want to be the dude who got up to accept the award for best series, who then thanked Anya Taylor-Joy for bringing sexy back to chess. Not what I was thinking about for that character. No, <laughs> or, or for that entire... <laughs> Show. She had mental health issues. Yes. She was an orphan. Yes. She succeeded <laughs> against all odds yes. to become the best in the world. With, Nobody was with... thinking sexy. Wow, Beth Harmon, you're yeah. so sexy. <laughs> yeah, way to really reduce her to that. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. I know. Um, but, and also, people caught on to that. Oh, and no, one, no one was yeah. too pleased. Listen, she's done. It's a limited series, meaning she doesn't have to go back for any kind of season two. But there was, like, people on social media zoomed in to her face and Moses Ingram's face when that comment was made. And Moses actually said WTF, but right. she said all the words. The maybe that's why we needed more Conan. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> I loved Conan I know. so much. Conan brought the comedy we all needed. Yeah, listen, are the Emmys my most favorite of the award shows? Typically, I wouldn't say, like, it wouldn't be my favorite. Yeah. But it, it, there was moments of levity and fun yeah. and joy, and it felt good and to we watch. we missed them. We did. And, you know, the Emmys that were the show last year that were the first award show to yeah. have a show within the pandemic, and they did well. So, like... With hazmat suits. Yes. <laughs> yes. Going up with trophies. Way to go, Emmys. And yeah. a return to fashion, Danielle. So yes. let us talk fashion. Okay. Should we start with the highs or the lows? I'll start with my highs, but I'm going to preface it by saying at no point did I, like, fall off the couch in just... Orgasm. Uh, no, I did not. I was like, oh, that's great. I like that. Oh, I'll choose that for my best tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're shrugging. I get it. You're shrugging. I can see in your Yeah, I, I was, like, no point was I, yeah. like, gobsmacked, holy, not swearing. I didn't feel that. Yeah. I wasn't overcome uh -huh. with about any of them. Okay. But okay. I love Michaela Cole. Yes. I yes. loved that. She did Neon right. I don't think Kayla Cuoco's Neon was maybe my best favorite mm -mm. choice, but I think mm -mm. if we we're I could see you neons, wearing Michaela Cole's dress. With the cutout? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lainey, mm -hmm. I bless you. Yeah. I had two kids. Oh, this is not an abdomen oh, for a two-piece outfit. I could see you. It looks so good. Carrie Washington? Yes. Yes. The drop corset? Yes. Yeah. You know I love a corset. Yeah. And a bustier. <laughs> Anything in that. <laughs> I hate old-timey, but I love that look. I thought that was a high degree of difficulty. Yeah. When you do that bias cut, add on the corset, a drop corset, add on the blousy neckline, that's like three things with a satin right. finish. You're right. Very is, hard to wear. That is like a triple, triple, triple jump in figure skating. Yes. Yeah. Almost impossible to get a 10. High degree of difficulty. But I did liked it. it. Yeah, Very I could see well. you wearing that too. Never in a million years. <laughs> do you know how many support garments I would need underneath that you couldn't do with the sateen because it shows everything? Oh, I think Ooh. Carrie also has had two children. Oh, 
just a different okay. DNA. Who else? Who else? Uh, Who else? I liked Elizabeth Olsen. Mm. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the cut of it. Yeah. Architectural, I thought. I dug that. You want to talk men or you want to go to your women and then we'll go men? What do you I do? felt the same as you where nobody made me like, as you said, fall off the couch. The word euphoria comes to mind. And yeah. then when I think euphoria, I think Zendaya. That is how Zendaya has spoiled yeah. red carpets because when she shows up, we're all falling down. Yeah. Um, she, what is that expression the kids say? Step on our neck? Oh, I don't know. Is okay. this new? <laughs> I'm sorry. She steps on people's necks. Oh. Yes. I'm in a cocoa melon phase of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a lot of so, Thomas yeah. the Train over here. Mm. So no. Okay. <laughs> I will say I really love Nicole Byer's look. Yeah, I get that. I would wear it. Yes. It's voluminous. Frothy. Frothy. What I do like about it is it's a silhouette that works for all body types. You could wear it, I could wear it, yeah. Cole could wear it. And yeah. I think that is democracy in fashion. I love that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we should look for that every time. Democracy in yes, fashion. Yes, the most democratic yeah. look. Yes. Talk to me about the men. Okay, Jason Sudeikis. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I will say when I saw it, I was like, I instantly loved it. And then I wondered if it was something I could see on Harry Styles. And then I was like, oh. And then I felt sad about, you know, that a little bit. But do you find yourself a little bit attracted to Jason Sudeikis? Yes, very much so. But not before? No, never. Never, ever considered that. Is no. it the Ted Lasso? It's Ted Lasso factor. It's the Ted Lasso factor plus he's single and... And he just he looks really good. There's a, there's a glow up there too. Or is it like, okay, so your ex maybe leaves you and jumps off from you to Harry Styles. Is it a little sympathy crush? I, no. <laughs> okay, there's a couple of things here. He, I don't know, because I'm feeling it too. I'm feeling it, the tingles too. Where it turned for me was where, I love how this is now going to get into a <laughs> podcast episode about why we love Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> he spoke about the end of his relationship and I love the way he spoke about it. I'm going to paraphrase it. Yeah. Was, you know, this is all consuming at this point, And then in a couple of years, it'll be less. And yeah. then in a couple of years, it'll be just a tiny little mm -hmm. speck of something. And I was like, I just love the way he looked at that. And then I had a, like a really tender spot in my heart for him. And then he kind of became Ted Lasso to me as well. Because yes. it felt like a very Ted way of handling something. I think it's all inextricably linked, right? Because his professional and personal are merging and... Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I think that there are a lot of people out there who are... Looking at Jason Sudeikis. Oh, hi, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, eligible bachelor. Maybe we should, at a later date, look at who we would pair Jason Sudeikis with and why. Oh, like matchmaking? Correct. Okay. What are the chances We'll bring some arguments be... forward. Do you think he's going to be people's sexiest man alive? Ooh! <laughs> when does that come out? Like, in October? four weeks. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I mean, it wow. would be a candidate. Well, listen, it's kindness on a cover. I mean, should we leave it there? I don't know. I think we should leave it there. Okay. Our Emmys wrap-up began with, you know, the show. Yeah. Possible COVID concerns. And ended with thirst for Jason Sudeikis. Big thirst. I'd say that's a good year. I think that's a really good year. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We so appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe so you always know when a new episode of eTalks Off the Record drops. And don't forget to watch eTalk weeknights at 7 p.m. Eastern on CTV. Remember, what we say here is off the record.